بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال ذرة من كبر فقال رجل إن الرجل يحب أن يكون ثوبه حسنا ونعله حسنا قال إن الله جميل يحب الجمال الكبر بطر الحق وغمت الناس رواه مسلم بطر الحق دفعه ورده على قائله وغمت الناس احتقارهم Continuing with the chapter which deals with the prohibition, the hurmat of kibr, pride, and self-conceit, we completed the verses of the Qur'an. Of particular note was the incident of Qarun. And we see in those verses of the Qur'an the great harms that will arise if we allow ourselves to become the victims of pride and boastfulness haughtiness, arrogance entering the heart. This is something that is completely prohibited in Shariat. And it is goes against what we call the Shi'ar and the symbol of the true friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, it is mentioned, Muhammad bin Ali rahimullah is to say, مَا دَخَلَ قَلْبُ امْرِئِمْ مِنَ الْكِبْرِ شَيْءٌ إِلَّا نَقَسَ مِنْ عَقْلِهِ مِقْدَارِ ذَلِكِ that when pride enters the heart of a person, then intelligence to the extent of which the pride entered the heart, intelligence leaves the heart of that person. Because the root of pride is what? The root of pride is a claim that somehow or the other you are worthy of whatever you are proud of. Whereas the reality, whatever a person may feel that he is proud about, or that he has achieved in reality is the deen and favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. It's Allah's favor. And we have to acknowledge the ihsanat and the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Loftiness, position, status, this in reality only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the mafum of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when we claim to be the rightful owners of loftiness, of position, of status, then in fact we are challenging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why pride in any form whatsoever is completely prohibited in sharia, totally haram. This is why we see the extent of the prohibition in this hadith. Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that that person in whose heart مِثْقَالُ ذَرَّةٍ مِّنْ كِبْرِ is even an atom's weight. Dharra, as we mentioned before, ulamai kiram, if you look at this word dharra, they explain it, they say جُزْ لَا jazza. How do you establish something is small? You divide it. And then you divide it further, and then you divide it further. Each time you divide something, it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller till it reaches a point where it is no longer divisible. In other words, it's the smallest possible particle. Before they used to think that the atom was the smallest particle. Now they found that inside the atom, millionth the size of the atom is the nucleon and the proton. So juz jazza. In other words, divide, divide, divide until you can't divide any further. In the Arabic language, that is what dharra is. 
So Rasulullah said, a person with dharra, in other words, the smallest possible atom's weight of pride in his heart will never enter Jannah. La yudkhulul Jannah. Such a person will never enter Jannah. Fi qalbihi mithqalu dharratim min kibr. These type of ahadith where we find Rasulullah says such a person will never enter Jannah who did this or did that or whatever it may be. In reality, inna Allah la yaghfiran yushraka bi wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha. Allah Ta'ala will never forgive shirk. Allah Ta'ala will never forgive kufr. In other words, if a person dies on kufr, such a person will never enter Jannah. Besides that, it is the belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah that that person who dies even with an atom's weight of Iman in his heart, he may go into Jahannam, but eventually, because of his Iman, he will receive salvation from Jahannam. He will not remain in Jahannam forever and ever. He will still enter into Jannah. So when you find a hadith like this where Rasulullah said, because of pride a person will never enter Jannah. This normally ulama kiram give two or three interpretations to such a hadith. The one interpretation is they say that the hadith is denying what we call dukhul awwali In other words, there are certain fortunate individuals who will enter Jannah directly, will not go to Jahannam. So they say, the hadith refers to such people. In other words, you will not enter Jannah immediately. But Allah forgive us, Allah protect us, you will still have to go to Jahannam and that pride will have to be cleansed in Jahannam before you become worthy of entering into Jannah. So they say that is one interpretation. The other interpretation, as we mentioned, that the only actual impediment from entering Jannah is kufr. So when does pride lead to kufr? Pride leads to kufr in the instance where a person allows his pride and his haughtiness to reach such a level that he denies the basic tenets of Islam. In other words, he becomes a kafir by denying or by belying the basic tenets of Islam, what it is compulsory upon us to believe in. Or the other explanation Allah Ikram give is if a person is proud and he regards it as permissible to be proud, if you regard it as permissible to be proud, what we say, apne batil par akarna, to become adamant, to become adamant upon your wrong to the extent that you make that which is haram into halal, that also is an act of kufr. Because you are denying a basic hukam and command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are denying something that is established with what we call nasa shari'i, that is with a substantiated proof from the Qur'an and ahadith to deny such a thing or to reject it will lead to kufr. So if a person is proud and he believes it to be permissible to be proud, then such a person, la yadkhulul jannah, will not enter into jannah. But nevertheless, we can see the extreme prohibition that the shariat attributes to pride in any form. So this is a great spiritual malady, a great spiritual impediment to our progress to gain the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we have to be very very careful in this regard that no pride no haughtiness boastfulness enters the heart hearing this one sahabi said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqala rajulun inna rajula yuhibbu an yakuna thawbuhu hasanan wa na'luhu hasana said ya Rasulullah sometimes a person likes human nature is such a person prefers that his clothes should be attractive, his shoes should be attractive. 
So the question is, is this pride? If a person is conscious of his appearance, he wants to wear good clothing, he wants to wear good shoes, or if you can extend it, live in a good house, drive a good car, have a, maintain a certain standard about his life. Is this in reality haughtiness or pride which the shariat prohibits? To this Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa responded that in Allah Jameel, Allah is beautiful and Allah loves beauty. Allah is beautiful and Allah loves beauty. In other words, maintaining a certain standard in your appearance, in your life, preferring good things where you do not let it reach to a level where you look down upon others, where you become haughty and arrogant. That in shariat will be permissible. In fact, preferred. In Allah Jameel, Allah is beautiful. Obviously, we don't literally translate it like how a woman is beautiful or some vase is beautiful. No. When we talk of Allah's beauty, we mean the source of every beauty is Allah. And whatever is beautiful in this world, Allah has given it its beauty. So Allah is the source of every beauty. In Allah Jameel, Yuhibbul Jamal. Allah Ta'ala likes beauty. Allah has created it. This is Allah's makhluq. And beauty is something that Allah Ta'ala gives as a ni'mat, as a bounty. And, this, and the Quran tells us, Allah says, with regards to the bounties which Allah has given you, then speak of Allah's bounties. In other words, speak in a manner wherein you show your shukr and gratitude to Allah. So if Allah has made you wealthy, Allah has given you good things in life, and that doesn't enter your heart to the point where it becomes a source where you look down upon others or are haughty with others, and you acknowledge Allah's favor upon you, there is nothing wrong with that. In fact, that is preferred in shariat. So this is the answer that Rasulullah gives. And then Nabi Sallallahu goes on to explain that what is actually meant by pride. He said, Al-Kibru Batarul Haqq. Al-Kibru Batarul Haqq. Pride in reality is to deny or to turn away from the truth. So this is one type of pride that is referred to in this hadith where the pride enters the heart to such an extent that it now becomes an obstacle to you accepting haq, the truth when it is presented to you. And this is some, a very, very dangerous type of pride where a person feels that I am, I know everything. No one can point out my weaknesses. No one can point out my deficiencies. When you are sometimes blatantly wrong, somebody shows you why what you are doing is wrong. This is the sharia, this is the correct way. Instead of accepting the nasihat, instead of accepting the advice, you become adamant, musir, insistent that you are right. And your pride enters to such a level where you can no longer have the capability or ability to accept the truth. This is the type of pride that is referred to in this hadith where Rasulullah says, Al-Kibru Batarul Haq, Radduhu, I'raduhu An, where you reject the truth, you turn away from the truth. And the second type of pride, Rasulullah says, Waghamtun Nas. Ghamtun Nas is Ihtiqaruhum. In other words, to look down upon people, to raise your nose, to have this attitude of haughtiness. In other words, to consider yourself to be superior to others. This is also a type of pride. 
And this is something that we are cautioned and warned about in, in the Shariat. And as we mentioned, in the lives of the Salaf Salihin, in the lives of our pious predecessors, the more they rose, the greater the piety, the greater the spiritual superiority, the greater the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them, the more what we call apne aapko mitana, they would, they would destroy themselves inside, that I am nothing, Allah is everything. I am nothing, Allah is everything. Occasion of Fatih Makkah when Rasulullah enters Makkah Mukarramah victorious, leading an army of 10,000, entering Makkah victorious, the flag of, flag of Islam is now going to be planted forever. Islam will rise up in the whole world. Yet what is the demeanor and manner of Rasulullah His chin is touching the hump of the camel. La ilaha illallah wahda. Anjaza wa'da, nasara abda, hazam al-ahzaba wahda. Allah is one, Allah is alone. Allah defeated the enemy. Allah defeated the enemy on his own. Allah helped his slave. Allah established his religion. In other words, Allah is everything, I am nothing. There's one ajeeb incident mentioned about Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahimahullah. That once it was said to him, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, one, he was the Khalifa of the Banu Umayyad dynasty ruling almost three continents. Personality whose piety, whose taqwa is such, it has become darbul mathal, it has become an example of piety and taqwa. In fact, it was he, his khilafat was the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it, during his khilafat, it is said that for that two-year reign that Umar bin Abdul Aziz ruled the Islamic caliphate, there was such prosperity that they couldn't find anyone to accept zakat also. So much of barakat and blessings Allah Ta'ala sent down during his khilafat. Once it was said to him that, لو أتيت المدينة وإن قضى الله موتا دفنت في موضع القبر الرابع مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. It was said to him, why don't you, why don't you shift to Medina Munawara, migrate to Medina Munawara. And if Allah has ordained that your death should occur in Medina Munawara, then Allahu Akbar, you are worthy. You are worthy that the fourth spot by the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa should be reserved for you. You will be buried next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa This is what was once said to Umar bin Abdul Aziz. But what was his reaction to that? He said, Wallahi, لَأَنْ يُعَذِّبَنَ اللَّهُ بِغَيْرِ النَّارِ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ أَنْ يَعْلَمْ مِنْ قَلْبِ أَنِّي أَرَانِي أَهْلًا لِذَلِكَ Allahu Akbar He says that for one second that I should consider myself worthy of what you are suggesting for one second that I should consider myself worthy of what you are suggesting that I am worthy of being buried at the feet of Rasulullah wasallam. I prefer that Allah punish me with the fire rather than allowing the thought to even enter my heart that I am worthy of that This was where the total annihilation of the inside, that they would not allow pride or haughtiness or arrogance in any way to enter the heart.